Welcome to Progress Over Perfection, proudly sponsored by Dirty Shaker. Dirty Shaker provide high quality clothes for men and women, whether you're in the gym or heading out with friends. Visit dirtyshaker.bigcartel.com and enter the promo code STR10 for 10% off all purchases. Now, onto the show. This is Progress Over Perfection. We've always believed in something called progress. A spotlight on health, fitness, mindset, and nutrition. It has the potential to change your whole life. Explore the how, where, and why people exercise. Exercise can indeed transform your life. And now, Sam Radford. Hello and welcome to Progress Over Perfection episode 10. Now this is a little bit of shared content this week. Um, Tim, who you've heard from in previous weeks, has uh, got his own podcast that he runs over in uh, Abu Dhabi and I've uh, agreed to be a guest on his show this time and he's allowed me to uh, rebadge it and use it as episode 10 of uh, Progress Over Perfection. So I hope you enjoy it and uh, thank you Tim for allowing me to use your content. Welcome to the Lifting Weights and Angover Shakes podcast. Um, on tour, I'm sat here with... Um an old friend of mine from pretty much uh, day one of school, I think. Day, yep. day, day one of school, we sort of went through education together. Um, uh, Sam Radford. Hello. Sam Radford is, I noticed uh, being on the f- sort of teetering around the fitness industry about um, three years ago. Maybe mm, not that long. Yeah, no. or I, I started regularly kind of going to the gym when my wife was a couple of months pregnant with my daughter and she's three next month so yeah about three three and a half okay something like that cool um and uh as in those three years made some awesome progress in his own fitness uh, journey going from losing a lot of weight what was the total weight loss um biggest to smallest is four and a half stone biggest it's four and a half stone yeah which is uh 1428 just trying to do the uh the, is that 56 56 pounds uh yeah is, i did work it out the day actually I'm, I'm, I, I, no i didn't uh, i meant to tell you what it was in pounds but. Is, is, that, is that 25 kilos uh, it's along those lines. I know when I log into my fitness pal, um, and obviously I didn't always track from the very start, it does say total loss 20 kilos. Oh, there you but, go. But that's obviously, I only started tracking kind of like halfway into the weight right, loss. Right, 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 right. So. I mean, I never use stones ever, but and, and I'm not bad from pounds to kilos, but if you just work that, it'd be good if you could get it for us. While you get it for us, I'm going to uh, introduce what is going to become a uh, lifting weights and hangover shakes tradition in that I find... Something I want to share with the guest. 28.5 kilos. 28.5 kilos, that's incredible. Um, so I find something I want to share with the guest that's mildly sort of fitness, health industry, lifestyle related, and um, we sort of enjoy it over the first portion of the podcast. Um, and they are, today's are these skinny brand beers, which I've uh, bought for, not only because I've not shared a beer with Sam for a long, 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 that long, long while. That is awesome, thank you very much. Weatherspoons, Ripley's no doubt, or somewhere like that. You've got a bottle, haven't you? Uh, there might be one actually in the beer oh, fridge. Oh, have got a beer fridge, we're in yeah. Sam's okay, yeah. I didn't even take that, I'm trying to open it this There's maybe one in there. I'm not there sure. isn't. So I'll see if I can do this with this one. How's that picking up, Sam? Um, the reason I say these are Thank slightly, you very much. slightly um, related to the uh, health fitness industry is that they are skinny brand, which means, what's the calorie count on there? 89 calories per bottle. 89 calories in a bottle. That is not bad for a pretty much 
what it's, it's a 330 mil bottle which is a basically a corona yeah it looks like a corona and chink oh, cheers um maybe please hopefully That's pretty good, actually. Tastes like a Corona. Yeah. I think if that was in a Corona bottle, you wouldn't know much different. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's good. Um, that so, what, and I think you're saving for those people that are hot on anything like this. You're saving about 100 calories. Yeah, they're about 200 for lager normally, isn't it? Yeah, saving about 100 calories there. So these skinny brands are not sponsored unless they want to get in touch. Um, skinny brand lager. They're called Skinny Brands. That's the name. I'd imagine that's the company name, and it's their lager, and it's four percent in alcohol. And it is, uh, like I said, they're 89 calories, which is incredible. If you drank them on a night out, you'd probably say, like you say, you're half in your, the, the, the main damage to a lot of people's diets, I work out, is alcohol. Um, and if they was to drink them for whatever reason, if, if all of their alcohol consumption was beers and they changed it to skinny brands, you're half in the amount of Well, you know, that's basically a gin and slimline tonic equivalent. Is that about the same? Yeah, I think okay. it is, yeah. Yeah, so if, you, if you're not a uh, spirits man and you want to go to, uh, and you want to stick with low-calorie beer, that's, that's one that I'd recommend because it tastes good looks good and uh, and he's low in calories anyway back to sam's journey um yeah so he- 28 calorie uh, 28 kilos of of weight loss is is your biggest to smallest yes. which is unbelievable i mean i remember you being big if i put that in yeah. comments but sam was always a like stocky but played a bit of sports all the way through right yeah i was always kind of even when I was younger, because I, I, I was thinking about this, because when you said, obviously, like, you know, like, this is what I want to talk around, is, like, why were you overweight when you were younger? And it's kind of like, I never remember being anything but overweight. Yeah. I was always big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even when I was at my biggest, when I was probably late teens, sort of, yeah, around sort of late teens and early sort of 20s. And why? I know you said that it's the only thing that you've... Uh you can remember but do you, do you think now you know more about calories fitness fat loss and all the rest of it can you think why it was um yeah i mean i uh, the root cause is obviously you know eating too much um but i was i obviously when i was younger i had no idea uh, but you're talking young when you didn't even really probably pick your food, oh no i would right? i wouldn't pick my food but it could be something as daft as like because um for example I know you see a lot of overweight kids and this this might be a bit of a generalisation but you see a lot of overweight kids and parents might be giving them you know sort of what I class as sort of oven food so everything on a tray yeah you know. I can't imagine that to be your mum no exactly Ev- and, uh, everything was everything was veggies your mum's petite know. isn't she oh she's tiny yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and even my dad's not huge yeah. I mean obviously you've got kind of you know, the sort of older man belly to get older yeah, yeah, but he's still yeah. not huge yeah um, but it was it was basically it was the things that I was left to my own devices so for example I used to love cereal as a kid Right. And we all, right. and we all know what yeah, yeah, and we all yeah. know what a forty gram serving is. Yeah. I could quite easily start every day with a uh, hundred gram serving. Oh, if not more, and, yeah. and and sometimes two bowls. Yeah. So if you think you start a day on that, and then I don't know if you remember the old news agents, Graham's on the way yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. You know, penny sweets. You've got twenty p yeah. in your pocket. You have to. You have yeah. some sweets Bank on the way to school. Yeah, just 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 to set you yeah. up for the day. Yeah, that's, that's, and and, it, uh, and it's kind of that knock-on effect. So even though, yeah, I did go out and play football and I played rugby, I was just constantly eating sweet stuff. Yeah. Um, regardless of, and and it's still something I kind of got now. Is even if I wasn't hungry, it was just I want sweet stuff. It's like, you know, a hundred gram serving of cereal. You don't need another one. But yeah. I wanted it because it yeah. tastes nice. Yeah. And it was like we were saying last week that you know the, the big things that make a difference to people's weights is that they're. Um, what's intrinsic to them their their 
their natural habits. What makes up your metabolism is your natural habits. What you go to it as a food uh, for your foods and what you go to for for fun. And even though you like your sport, you obviously like your sweet stuff. Oh, more. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, when did it come? Uh, what instigated the change? Because I remember uh, sort of the last time I, I lived in the UK and would have been maybe bumping into you on nights out mm. and stuff would have been um, the early noughties, yeah. maybe, 2004 yeah. or five sort of time. Yeah. So that, I'd have been at my biggest then. That, that was, yeah. I'd have been wearing sort of like double XL clothing. Right. right, and just you was comfortable in that? In that no, uh, no, not at all. Not at all? You no. wasn't even playing that role of uh, no. big rugby lad that no. liked, liked his bit? Really? No, okay. Mass- massively unhappy always was really all through school all through teenage life just unhappy but didn't know what to do about it right it was you know i i i could probably run out of fingers and toes if i had to try and sit and work out how many failed fitness attempts i've made it would be sign up to a leisure center gym you know go three or four times have a protein shake. Don't know why, but that's what you do when you go to the gym. Yeah, people are trying yeah, to do that. The people, yeah, people shake do that. And yeah. it's, not, it's that old, like, you know, you think because someone does something, that is why that's what's given yeah. their thing. So yeah. if you see a lean guy drink a protein shake, you're like, that's oh, what you protein do. Shake, get yeah. some lean. And you see, a, you see a, a lean guy or, you know, whatever, go mm. and run. Therefore, you know, it's not either one of those things. It's not any one thing that a lean mm. guy does. It's the accumulation yeah. of everything. But I was, so I was hugely, hugely unhappy. Um, like I say, all through school, all through teenage life, all through my early, kind of, I say early adult, I mean like early 20s, because I was just, I was just huge, yeah. you know. But because of my frame or whatever, people always say, oh, I don't remember being that big. I'm like, I was big. <laughs> I was, you know, I was li- about to say the same. like li- literally I would, you know, I'd, if I if I was sat leant forward for too long and then yeah. stood up and I didn't have a shirt on, I'd have red marks where like my man boobs had sort right, of like right, yeah, right. like it was just horrible and I it, I was miserable and you know I was buying double XL clothing, you know I went up to a nearly forty inch waist jeans and but I'd still then go out on nights out and drink and eat because yeah. I didn't I didn't know basically and I I was very much guilty of that. Oh, I've been to the gym so I can have a pizza. Right. Oh, I'm playing football tonight so yeah I can have a burger and. As I got older and kind of educated myself, quote unquote, educated myself a little bit more, I, I then realised it was it's all about you know consuming less than you than you sort of what your output is. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't know where to start with it. Was this the three years ago we're talking, or is that a bit? Oh no, ago? so so, sort of early so yeah, I mean I had loads and loads of attempts all the way from sort of leaving school to sort of mid early to mid twenties, and the kind of the turn the major major turning point where it became kind of consistent was in 2008 I went over to Australia for three months to okay. um, live with a friend over there who'd, who'd emigrated um, and he, he was he had like time off to spend with me there but then when he went back to work I was kind of on my own in the day so I'd go out exploring but he had some weights so every day I'd just use weights right. and I kind of got into oh yeah I quite enjoy this it's quite cool um, but I was still oh, I was still big at that point and then we went to, I think it was Bondi, right? And we were going to do a, we were looking at doing a skydive. Um, if you body count, I'd imagine Bondi is probably the last yeah, place you want to go. Yeah, um, I've never been, but yeah. Um, but basically, said so we wanted to do a skydive, but there was a weight limit, right? Because um, obviously, you if you're just going to rock up, pay and do it, there's, there's obviously a tandem, so you can't be crazy big because you're going to compromise the person you're yeah, with. And 
I was too heavy. Bear in mind, of all the people that were, that were there, I was like the shortest and the youngest, right, yeah. and I was too heavy. I was too heavy to too do heavy it. Too heavy for gravity. Yes, basically, basically I, 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 I would have come to the ground like a dart, um, <laughs> yeah. and that really, really upset me. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and when yeah, at the time, was you? Did, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, uh, I, I know someone who's lost weight recently to do a skydive, mm. and. We haven't done the skydive yet, but I promise I'll go with it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, she's and silly it was weight, it was the, it's the first time that my weight had stopped me doing something. I've always because I was I was a fit fat guy. Yeah, like, you, you used to play a bit of footy. At I, I used to play. Though. I used to play a lot of football. I used to play rugby. Yeah. I could go to the gym. Yeah. And I, I could. I had decent level of fitness. I was just massively overweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so kind of that was like a massive trigger point. That was the first time that my weight had ever stopped me doing something. So I then hit the gym, started actually, and that's when I started looking on the internet and it's something we'd spoke about before. I then started reading headlines of, you know, protein is good and carbs are bad. So I completely cut out carbs, protein that was coming out of my eyeballs, was training seven days a week. And I dropped weight quickly, obviously, because I'd created a calorie deficit without realizing it. Um, And I got down to about 14 stone. Mm. And then, then that was kind of like, so two and a half stone for my biggest. Yeah. And I was like, right, that's me done. And then I got with my now, my girlfriend, now wife. Um, and I kind of carried it on. But then it, as you do when you're in a relationship, it kind of crept so back, back up, up again. And I went back up to 15 stone and I weighed myself. And I was like, right. That, then I got really depressed again. Because I was like, I've, I've kind of undone all my hard work. When, um, when did it proper click? So Without, uh, no yo-yo. When did you just yo? Uh, so that would be... 2016 because that was the year my daughter was born so I joined the gym that I'm now at that we spoke about before in the February as she was born in the August and from that point on it was full steam ahead right and, and, and now, so, so you basically became a dad then got in shape yes right because <laughs> it usually goes the other way around and but, but, but it's something I want to talk about I, a bit later I think it was because I kind of had suddenly I think when you you've not got responsibilities, there's always tomorrow. There's always yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll get fit next week. Yeah. I'll do it next week. Yeah. I'll start the gym. I'll diet starts tomorrow. The classic yeah. line. And I think suddenly I realised that it, even though I was married, it was more. It was there was something in this world that needed me around. Yeah. And yeah, I want. I didn't want to be the sort of late thirties, mid thirties, whatever dad at sports day. Yeah. You know blowing out his, his arse basically because yeah, yeah, he can't yeah, do an egg and spoon 100%. race and I don't want to be like you know me Ted dad that comes and spoils a fun for everyone but I I, <laughs> I just I, I wanted yeah, to, exactly yeah um, but I, I just wanted to I wanted to do it for myself obviously because I think that's the most important thing I think you never do it ever it lose weight be, of course but, but your kid is yourself isn't it yeah really? she, My, she's um, the extension of me there's a marketing um, there's some marketing ploys that you might have seen come out in uh, good trainers sort of posts and um, my, my, any, any trainer that's done any sort of marketing uh, mm. courses or anything like that you know you need to give you need to make it very clear that it's more than just it, you need to ask what find out what someone's why is and go deep into a why or why and mm. I've had people pretty much um, ask that I've asked them why they wanted to lose weight and then they want to look good in a bikini and why they want to look good in a bikini because and I've asked, gone so I've asked so many why's and I had people cry on me more than once um, and, a, and, a, and a, a why that I often ask guys of, of probably what a bit our age now and, mm. and, you, and maybe a bit younger maybe a bit older is um, you know I play on their 
see if their why is to do with their kid and yeah. you know uh, of course you don't want that's if that's your why it can be highly highly motivating and a massive leverage for me you know the fit your own gas mask um, first uh, adage that I use with people like you know it's alright let's face it I live in a, a city that there's a lot of highly paid individuals and they sacrifice health for work sometimes and I leverage that and say look money's all well and good but there's nothing more valuable to your family than you, mm. and, and they're the kind of things that I'll say and, and know are true. I don't, I'm not saying them as a brutal marketeer. I'm saying them uh, because I know that they will um, get the client to hopefully resonate, come to me, work with me, and get them the results they want. Because if someone's told me they're why they want to lose weight, if somebody wants to lose weight because they think their partner will leave them or they think that they're not going to be around after 50 for their kids or whatever, and they say, oh... <laughs> Lols slipped up at the weekend. I ended up in Maget against till four in the morning. Mm. Um, I'll be like, just I'll just screenshot their why and send it back to them. You know, yeah. it's brutal. It, yeah, that's a last yeah. resort for me as a trainer, to be honest. It's a last resort. And it's brutal, but it's highly motivating when you do. You know, when you do get these people who, who have invested in an actual why. You know, the thing is as well is that it you it stops you being. Because basically, as as parents, you want the best for your kids, always. So, you know, we are in a generation as well yeah. where kids will naturally gravitate towards screens and, yeah. you know, online stuff. Yeah. So how can I turn around to my daughter and say, right, let's go play outside. You, know, you go play outside or don't look at that screen, don't do that. And I'm, and I'm sat there, yeah. you know, three stone overweight, don't yeah. move. You know, it's all about setting an example as well. You know, it's it's kind of, I don't know, I want her to be, sort of proud of me yeah. in that I am able to do things that yeah. went, you know when right. I'm cause, I mean I'm you know same age as you sort of you know mid 30s I want to be 40 and still able to go running and playing and yeah. you know with her. 50 Cause, exactly cause I, I mean like you know it's different generations but I know because my dad had an incredibly physical job so when and he had he had me at the same age as I had my daughter and you know when when I was 10 so he'd have been sort of mid 40s he didn't really want to go and play football yeah. and because he was just he was knackered you I know? remember my dad having a bit of an epiphany actually um, he was probably around my age now maybe a little bit older he ran a, the pinnacle of that of my dad's epiphany was the London Marathon when he was 40 mm. um, I don't know if it was a thing it seems to be a, your 40th year thing that you run a marathon I know a lot of people that have done triathlons ultramarathons whatever um, and he definitely put a lot of effort in, in, in those years running up to that definitely two years running up to that he did a triathlon or two he did a half marathon or two um, not that that's not the kind of guy and he had a physical job as well So, mm. but there was a definite emphasis in his late 30s of getting into shape and, and that's not never really been one struggle with his weight but I think there is a, a, a there probably might be a, a natural maybe if you looked at a bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for that anthropology or you know if you look back at, at, at humans and what maybe there is a bit of that there that kicks in at halfway through your life i think it's, like i think it's, it's probably 40. it's probably the the kind of you get your um you see your own mortality you, you go do. you go yeah. from being oh, yeah. i'm gonna live forever because i'm yeah. 25 yeah. and i can i can at 30 you can imagine being 60 yeah. but at 40 it's less it's getting closer being 80, yeah you know i mean definitely and i mean that's kind of a nice summary of, of your journey and let's let's actually just touch on a bit of. I I I know Sam's not the only person I know that's our age and have, has been on a fitness journey, but Sam's definitely stepped well into the fitness industry by doing online certs. Is that right? 
Sorry, I was mid beer then. Uh, yeah, I've so I've started doing uh, my certs now. I'll be I'll be honest. I have been. I have kind of. Yeah, you said yeah, but you you, you took it and obviously that's gone from that's gone from more of a, more than just that. You must have realised it with a passion and not. Oh just yeah, a, I love it. Yeah, weight, I think because yeah. the, the, if I was to go into it, won't, and as I said to you before, it won't be that I make it a career. It will be something that Knowledge. I just do. Yeah, but it's I want to kind of help people that are in my position. Yeah. That have maybe got kids or are thinking of having kids or have gone over that 30 mark and you see so many people and I hate it when they say it is oh well I'm I'm 35 now what's the point yeah like, well, so many people like that give up man. That, that, I see people all the time at 35 I've been knocked about people this week and not, not so much my closer mates but I've see, definitely see people that they've just seen like maybe it is that halfway through your life thing and they're just like I'll sack it off now. Yeah. I just I I can't play football anymore because of a toe injury. Yeah. Um, l- l- lest they you know they forget that they can do many many other things to to stay in shape. They don't have to have um you know gallons of beer a week. There's much more to 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 it than they just like give up. They give up. <laughs> I just can't get my head around. Well, see, it. that's that's the thing because for me, it's almost yeah, okay, right. You're 35. What's the point? Well, because now the aim is to last as long as possible. Yeah, but it's also I've not looked at it, but I mean, I've not. I can't think off the top of my head. But where I've where do we peak physically, strength wise? I think it is a a, a little bit earlier. Mm. Like I'm probably thinking sub 35 or maybe even sub 30 Mm. um, uh, endurance wise I wouldn't be surprised if it was getting closer to 40 so I've you know some of these people I mentioned have have still got their prime ahead of them if they're if they was to get into running that they could potentially get the best uh, marathon time they Mm. would have got if they'd have been into marathon running from being a, a younger person because a human peaks for mar- uh, for, for marathon uh, for, for longer duration uh, events when they get to their. I, I'm picking these numbers off the top of my head, but I think later thirties and forties. You see, the, the the funny thing about my situation as well is that I'm because obviously I do try and play football sort of twice a week now. The only sort of limiting factor is my joints, because obviously, yeah. regardless of how fit and healthy you are, yeah, you know, impact on your joints is impact. Um, but because I'm in the demographic now of of you start seeing people playing with straps on the knees yeah. and oh yeah I'm not as fast as I used to be I'm a fitness is gone but because I've gone the opposite way so because I've lost I was heavy when I was younger when all these guys were at their peak in their early 20s and I've lost the weight I can sort of run all day now yeah. because yeah. the stress on my body is well used yeah, to maybe I, we should all spend the first half of our life this is it yeah training my joints I, mate just play, playing the long game <laughs> yeah exactly it's not a bad shout um, and you know what I noticed coming up the stairs uh, last week is uh, overweight guys when they lose weight have got calves man <laughs> 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 it's true like, it's, that's not a, that's not a sort of made up it's true because obviously lower limbs are carrying around mm. the, most of the weight and when you're overweight you're carrying around more of it and anyone who hikes treks yomps carries weight have got lower like lower limb strength but when you've been carrying that weight around mm. for you know a chunk of your life it, oh it yeah I, I, i'll openly admit that i don't do legs anywhere near as much as i should and you've but, got decent legs but i'm yeah. lucky that i mean obviously i think a lot of that comes from the rugby and the football yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. but when it comes to actual like loading weight <clears> to them i don't do them that much but I think I am lucky in that respect because you say I've, I've basically been doing like leg, heavy leg press for the last 35 years. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's sort of Sam's journey, which I, I, obviously we've gone over in a bit of depth there. Um, and I wanted after that, like we said in our 
um, prepping for this podcast that I'm because of the journey, your journey, because of the age that we're at, um, I wanted to go over a post that I put up and got a fair bit of traction from um, targeting um, probably half of my, my demographics 50-50. It was basically a, po- a post of guys that would, that have got the dad bod. I think I posted it, directed it at people with the dad bod. And we've just spoke about people there that we know in our uh, sort of mid-30s. To 40s and even under 50 giving up uh, at any stage is not good but giving up physically and from any sort of health perspective at, at, at any age isn't good but doing it in your 30s is just silly so um, I'm talking about these guys with the paunch the guys that sit at a desk for 12 hours a day um, you said your job's sedentary yeah, right? Yeah. Um, mine is much less so uh, but it's not as physical as a lot of people think who think you're training all you're going to be in great shape it's easy for you because it's your job it's not I walk around training people. Well, like, lifting the weight with them. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't do the reps with them. It's their job. It's their workout, yeah. not mine. Um, when I look at my dad, mechanic of 40 years, my granddad spent his whole career delivering coal, you know, absolute monsters compared to me. You know, move weights around that I could, <laughs> that I would... Oh, yeah, I, I went... And just consistently doing it. I used to help my dad, um, who's a gas engineer... And I went to help him when I was younger and we had to move some double skin, massive radiators and me being young, dumb and absolutely thinking I was nails, thinking I was going to chuck these things around and I could barely lift yeah. them. And he's just picking them up yeah. like they were yeah. nothing. Yeah. Unbelievable. The, um, the, the, there's something to, and there's something to be said for that sort of farmer strength you get. It's from funct- physical, functional movement, functional isn't it? Functional fitness, dare I say it. Yeah, but don't go thinking that, you know, training in the gym by... Oh, you no. know, taking their radiators off and throwing them about that's not that's not the one you're do gonna, the basics you're gonna do, hurt them, yourself. do them basics and do them properly um so the and the, i basically put six points it was across um it got quite a big quite a few people engaged and i thought i'd go over and put a bit more context to them and with sam being here can have his part have his part to play and i can ask him actually whether he was how he found these points when he he uh, you know came across his fitness journey and the first bit is the one thing that I notice with all these guys that come to me after having not paid much attention to their body, health, nutrition, whatever, um, is posture. And it's the last thing they want to think about. It's the last thing they would think about. And when I tell them about it, they're like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm not going to, I want a different answer to that. I tell them to do some wall angels and do some, uh, make sure they stretch the chest out every day because their shoulders are internally rotated. And I make sure I give them, you know, spend loads of time in the, plank position doing shrugs and uh, you know basically pilates or yoga type stuff because they're they're not in a position to squat they're not in a position to um properly um bench press or overhead press is a no-go for most of these people um was you physically sound when you other than the weight was you um physically all right to start all those yeah I i never suffered any injuries through training but then i when i was sort of started with my fleeting you know attempts to start training yeah. i just went and tried to lift as heavy as so possible about, yeah. because that's again that's what you do at the gym but when i actually started um to lose weight the only thing about training that i knew was high rep yeah, high rep low weight was the way to get your heart rate up to yeah. lose weight and then obviously the opposite for, for quote-unquote building muscle which yeah. i wasn't going to be doing but yeah. so i was i was using tiny dumbbells so i never struggled for form because i was never throwing myself out right, of weight right, so right. I, I'd do a thousand rep workout, but I'd use 5k dumbbells. But you weren't suffering ankles, knees, with no, no. Like but that. I, I mean, also, you was probably what 32, 33. It's it's not quite kicking in at that point. But I have also, even when I was overweight, I would I'd 
I flirted with yoga for a bit. Right. So I've always been tried to keep my flexibility to a degree as well. And you've so. been doing your current job for for a fair bit of time when you I've, started your fitness I've, I've worked in an office since I was like seven, okay. 17 years so old. So I I'd, uh, dare say that if you'd give it another two or three years and let that um, kythotic posture, you know, kythotic upper back and, um, you know, weak glutes and tight hamstrings start to really set in, which is, I, I think I start, I'm sure it differs on the people, but I don't meet many people at 40 that have done desk jobs and they come to me and they could press a weight overhead. You know, it's, it's, I, I always start people off with three or four kilos and um, it becomes very evident if they're not physically sound, they could never press overhead, you know, being able to squeeze the glutes again to, to do an overhead press or to squat properly or to even bench press properly. It's, it's there. They just want a different answer. They don't mm. want, they want to go to a spin class or a body pump class and a trainer that will just watch them do this shit and not care that their form shit and you know what they'll still lose weight they might get injured they might get in, uh, make the problems they've got worse but telling you guys if you are listening to this and if you are thinking about starting on a fitness journey or even if you have and you've started to lose weight but you're not feeling strong for it and you're not feeling like it's giving you the body that you want because that's another thing from posture i've got people to improve their posture they've not lost a pound and people have told them they've lost weight of course they of course you have you've lifted your chest you know, you've, you've all of a sudden your stomach in tight and you've, you've stu- you're standing much more proud, which is what you should do when you're proud of your body, when you're, when you're um, you know, you, you've, like I said, turned your shoulders the right way around. Some people's arms are on inside out on day one and, you know, don't, they're, they're actually quite, don't let it put you off when I tell you these things because um, they're actually quite quickly fixed. Posture, if you're, posture, if you're untrained, um, the, it, the, the, those, the strength in the upper back to, to counteract that those years of um, tightening the chest up typing away it comes quite quickly so just spend even if it's two to three weeks I'm not saying you can't do anything proper in that time I'm not saying that you can't do any heavy squatting or weightlifting you know um, but just spend the majority of those first let's say four to six weeks of just making sure that you're taking care of postures and maybe an ana- analysis of whether um, you're, there, there might be some exercises that are no go for the for the, int- for the for the initial phases of your training program, uh, like an overhead press, um, and then once you've opened your chest up, opened um, opened your uh, thoracic spine up, strengthened your mid back a little bit, then we can overhead press. Um, it's uh, it's really vital. But I think one of the main things, and it's it's so massively overlooked, but it makes such a big difference, and it's boring and it sucks, but is the st- people w- that people will stretch in a warm up yeah. people don't stretch afterwards at end, yeah. stretching at the end foam rolling yeah. is an absolute game changer for me yeah. i used to get horrific leg doms and i can you know when i was discussing with you doing that running challenge you know i'm not a runner i haven't got the physique for running i've got flat feet i'm top heavy yeah. i'm just not designed for running but i'd go for sort of 6 7 mile runs and i was doing it 3 or 4 times a week but i was stretching when i got back i was foam rolling and it, it helped me in so many other areas. So it, it's massively improved yeah, my squatting I mean, again, because... They, they all fall into that bracket of soft tissue work. Hmm. Basically prep your muscles before you start doing anything, um, before you start doing anything silly. And my next point is to start <laughs> that silly stuff that I just mentioned is um, do it, lift weights. Like people that, again, I do get this sort of 40-year-old 
um, guy that comes to me and they're like, I'm going to lose weight. I've lost this amount of weight. I've done a marathon. I've uh, I've started try training. I've worked, great, absolutely fantastic. I can't say anything against it. But and even if I'm all for get, getting results by doing stuff that you like doing because that's sustainability um, and sustainability adherence should come above all else really. But once you've started to lose that weight, um, lift weights. It's so important to. I think it makes you feel. Um, and it's my thing, like I said in our podcast from last week, um, it's, for me, makes me feel <laughs> so bro sounds terrible, but worthy. Like, it makes me feel strong. It makes me feel like I've achieved something in a day. I've picked a weight up and put it down in the same spot. I've not achieved anything. But um, there is something that I think is <clears throat> um, intrinsic in guys to feel that there's a reason that you see kids want to press the heaviest weight and my kids i mean they're 16 year olds who don't know what mm. they're doing they want to press the heavier weight they want to press more and more weight and it's really really um a, a skill so when i say do it i don't mean go into the gym and jump on a jump on in the weight rack and start doing cleans without being taught or uh, even even bicep curls without being taught but definitely think about lifting weights for that age of guy that um is probably dad bod you know i'm not when i say dad bod i'm not just thinking about the shape of the person but a shape of a guy it's experience level experience level but the also the 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 mentality that's coming with it you you lift some weights properly learn how to do it and and tell me that you don't feel mentally better for it i think not just from an exercise point of view but the fact that it's specifically lifting weights um i like they're a bit too much down the weightlifting side this week and last, I've been doing a, a fair bit of running, and that's given me a completely different buzz. And I, mm. But um, I've been in the gym a couple of times this week. I thought I'll do miss that. What What are your thoughts on? Because I've always told people that when I speak to people that want to start going to the gym, I always prescribe. If they this is people that have never been to the gym before, you know, so I've got no weightlifting right. history. Um, I always advise them to start with machines. Um, yeah, I, I probably would put. That's not a bad shout, actually. Early on. Um, and again, it depends on the level of skill of your client. I've got a, 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 um, a friend, a good friend of mine and a client that I trained with yesterday. Um, she's been very, very overweight in the past, lost similar amount of weight to yourself. Um, and on a female's frame, that's obviously a bit more Massive, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she just got an incredible ability to listen to cues. Um, and she's athletic without ever, like, I've seen her, I know that she's played tennis as a kid. I've seen her overweight, and I mean really overweight, not moving particularly well, but when I asked her to carry out something, uh, do an athletic movement, like a ball slam, mm. she could ball slam technically much better than some of the fitter people I know. So I've seen people slam the ball onto the top of their own head. I've seen people try to do, um, you know, can't run without putting, you know, putting a foot in front of the other. Yeah. an athletic endeavour for them. Um, and uh, my, the girl I'm talking about trains really well. She's just got that ability. And if you, if that is your client, you could probably think about barbell bench pressing in the first session. You could probably think about um, definitely some cable machines. Yeah. And and then um, what I find that machines really good for guys. If you are thinking about stepping foot in the gym and doing something, uh, doing some weightlifting, is that the machines are really good for getting time under tension and people to got starting to get people to understand that we're not just moving a, a weight from point A to point B. You're, um, for example, on a bench press, you're um, 
adducting the upper arm horizontally across the body and um, it's the pectorals that are doing that and, and if I can literally hold the bar with them, hold the machine with them as they're doing it and they don't want to be there, I'm like, I know it's uncomfortable, I know it sucks, just feel that, feel that, feel that. That's what you want to be feeling when we move on to the dumbbells, when we progress to barbells and dumbbells you know in, in, it's, you know, no, it's knowing how to isolate the body part exactly. you're working and on and it teaches that very well and which I think uh, CrossFit definitely in its earlier days and the, the functional in inverted commas type of training was taking people who weren't ready for it and throwing them to it you know if somebody can't do uh, a, a shoulder press or um, as they get they was the first to shit on bicep curls and isolated movements if they can't do them what are you doing teaching them how to clean and jerk and and stuff like that but um if that's where you want to end up great but spend a bit of time learning how to contract muscles and put um put tension into the muscles that you want to grow and guys i know that they might say otherwise but if they want to look better on the beach they're going to want to grow muscles and that isn't what crossfit is that isn't what's clean and snap uh, clean and pressing is and snatching and, and even really like deadlifting and heavy and heavy squatting that's just strength it's strength exactly whereas if i can get you in and uh, get you on a, a leg extension machine teach you that, that they're your quads and get you on a hamstring curl machine and teach you that they're your hamstrings and if you can drive your hi hips into the bench and really work the muscles correctly you might start to notice muscles in debt in weeks one two or three and you'd be like oh that's that i wanted that to look good on the beach i saw a guy in the beach the other day with that little v in his for his abs down to his cock or whatever <laughs> and and I, it, I, joe I, rogan calls it the dick root <laughs> oh i love that yeah the dick root i heard it the other day the dick root um yeah get your dick root out now <laughs> um and if you get clients seeing that you're automatically um in a position of um, expertise because they'll believe everything you say and then we can work towards more of the fun stuff if you want to call it that like snatches cleaning presses and the rest of it um and in that I, I mean i suppose it's there hire a trainer like don't just go guessing my, my the quote i've uh uh, got sort of my most sort of shares and likes was um, uh, the the one thing I see women doing wrong in the gym is thinking that they can't lift weights, and the one thing I see men doing wrong in the gym is thinking that they can, and uh, that's obviously I'm saying that with a little bit of a wry smile, but it's true. Women need to stop lifting up pink dumbbells, and men start need to stop thinking that it was uh, like it's it's not changing a tire, lighting a fire, and uh, cooking meat on a barbecue. It's not a God-given gift that just because you're a man, you can do these things. By definition. <laughs> By definition, you can. Uh, you need to be taught. It's, uh, but it's one of the things that you said as well in the past about drop drop the weight, drop the ego. Yeah. I, I literally watched a guy in the gym last night, and he would have been, I'd say, early 50s. And he was in good shape for his age, don't get me wrong. Um, and you could he looked like the sort of guy that maybe when he was younger would lift big yes um so he still had good good you know muscle mass on him and he was doing um he, he was like doing barbell curls with, with the preacher bar and he had a you know he had a weightlifting belt on and he was he was throwing i know what you're gonna say he was, i can see i can visualize he, what you're he was about. leaning back and throwing the weights up and i was like i i don't know what you're achieving there he wasn't even say throwing up the heavy weight to get it up and then having a, having, having a slow eccentric. Yeah, yeah. He so, was so, literally... Well, you've, you've, exactly, you've he, jumped he, far ahead of that's advanced now and he, this guy's not even... He was just literally throwing it up, getting it down, and it's like, yeah. oh, I've just, I've just curled 40 kilos. Yeah, like, well, no, you haven't. You've just thrown, you've, <laughs> yeah. you've just thrown up and caught yeah. 40 and kilos. And if they only knew, they think... Uh, I don't know about this guy's case, but a lot of the cases you see is, 
oh, everyone's looking at me thinking I'm stronger because I'm lifting these weights. No, no. Mate, everyone's looking at you thinking you're a dickhead and you don't know what you're doing. And you're hurting yourself. You're going to hurt yourself, exactly. But the thing is, you see guys in the gym, though, that are absolutely in unbelievable shape and they've sometimes got the smallest dumbbells and they're doing really nice slow control yeah, yeah, because yeah. they've they've moved on from i need to lift the heaviest yeah, weights exactly. to i need the best technique me, i've had people say to me the people who i think who i think and what they're doing say to me why do you lift so slowly and i might be just going through a phase in my training where i do want time under tension it'll be the first thing i do when i get back where i've been doing minimal training for the last three or four weeks first thing i'll do is i'll go in and i'll do upper body lower body splits for, for two weeks um, and put time and attention into every muscle group because I know that's what I need to see in the mirror to make me feel good to be like oh yeah fucking love training I remember this is great um, and I'll that that for me is what motivates me to start getting back in um, obviously I, 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 my aim over these three weeks is to not go backwards and I think I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll nail it no problem mm. um, but the other aim is to get back into it straight away and not let it take a month to, to get back into shape and the last point I wanted to say um, regarding this post, re, um, this post regarding the dad bod was, guys, I don't know if you've heard, but like veg and protein are really good. <laughs> I've I, and the reason I say that again with a wry smile, but I mean it. Like I've often put diets out for guys who don't know about nutrition, and they've and I mean I went through a phase of prescribing diets rather than advising diets, and um, I put. Um, eggs and salmon for breakfast or, or a minute steak for breakfast and they're like Tim are you sure um, are you sure you've put steak for breakfast is that alright is steak okay I was like yeah mate yeah go for it he's like but I eat steaks again in the evening is that alright like, yeah that's good he said so I can eat steak I was like yeah yeah it's like steak's good for me my wife's been telling me I've got to cook that I was like mate I'm your trainer yeah listen to me eat veg eat protein and those foods I've listed are great for you. You can overdo them, but and they and they, and the it's not very often the case. I'm probably talking about only twenty percent of the time. But you speak to ten guys, and two of them love the idea of a hearty salad at lunch. They didn't. They just didn't know. I don't know how, but it it boggles me. But it just bypassed them. Um, and if if in an evening they have steak, two, uh, two a couple of potatoes, and some some uh, some cooked veg or some salad or whatever, they're like, wow, it works. And so don't forget that. And obviously I'm speaking to people, but also to trainers, don't forget to tell people the damn basics because... You assume you, that you, you assume, assume knowledge. Exactly. Don't assume that somebody knows this. They're, they might not, and just tell them the basics. Like we said about calories last week, just make sure that you're on the same page, that they're going to have to um, eat fewer calories than they expend to, to, to get to lose weight. Just checking that you know that. And I would say it quite... Uh, with a in the sarcasm, I don't mean it to sound uh, patronising or anything like that. But steak and veg is good for you, or meat and veg is good for you. Don't um, get on any bandwagons thinking that it's somehow um, not. It it is, and it will help with that dad bod. Well, I'd I'd say that it's it's probably only been within the last year that it's become a common thing within the fitness industry, and I say that from the outside looking in on social media yeah. where people are starting to dispel the myths that you can't have carbs after six. I mean, that's one of the most common things you'll hear from people. Yeah. You, you, you might be right there from looking as yourself sort of, uh, there's a, there's this weird sort of time lag in the, in the fitness industry where we get the information as, tra as trainers off of PhDs that are in, um, that are in, uh, universities around the world. And then 
we're like, ha ha, we, uh, oh, didn't you know? We speak to Joe yeah. Avery, like, oh, didn't you know? Uh, hit training does this, that, and the other. Oh, didn't you know? You know what I mean? And then it's probably, so we get it first from these guys that we listen to specifically, maybe even pay for to be part of their inner circle. And then, um, then it filters down to people like yourself, yep. above advanced trainees. Um, and then, then it comes to men's health and then finally the BBC do a documentary on it. Um, then we're over it and maybe quite patronizingly look at your, your mum that's read it and oh, yeah. saw that BBC documentary. And have you seen this documentary on intermittent fasting? Yeah. It's the new thing. I'm like, mum, we were intermittent fasting 10 years ago, yeah. that kind of thing, you know, and it doesn't do a trainer any favors to, uh, to, um, to be like that. I've learned to not be like that. I, I, I never shun a diet as soon as a client tells me it because now I know that she's, that they just fell into this time like, like a trap of, mm. um, uh, the, 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 because the, them it's new done a thousand circles. Like I've yeah. seen it probably, I think it, I think things come and go every five years and that's 15 years of trainer. It's the third time I'm, you know, seeing this carnivore diet, it was the Atkins diet before that, or keto, oh, for example, the Atkins diet before that, and then it was similar. Um, another th- another five years before that, and I don't. I, nothing surprises me when it reemerges. Now it's just got a different title, different marketing, and a different celebrity sort of pushing it. You know, um, but they were the co- sort of two things I wanted to go over today was Sam's journey and um, my dad bod post, and hopefully help um, some of the. Uh, some of the guys in there between 30 and 45. So um, I've been to college and this has been the Lifting Weights and Hangover Shapes podcast. Thanks to our guest, Sam Radford. Um, plug your stuff, Sam, because like, although this will be released under both names, we'll get, you give us a little plug. Yeah, okay. So uh, obviously this progress underscore pod is the podcast and that's all the sort of Facebook group information and um, Instagram. And then I'm Sam underscore Radford 27 um, on Instagram nice one good stuff um, a pleasure this will become more regular so I need guests that um, are willing to have a beer with me and chat fitness shitness so uh, speak to you next week guys bye bye thank you very much